One of the most successful football development programs here in South Africa, uh, the Gauteng Future Champions Tournament happens every year. It's been happening for a decade and uh, there is a talent search competition that runs alongside it, which has produced uh, many a player, including including the one that scored this weekend, Rifilwe Jane of Banyana Banyana, a vice-captain. She scored a brace two weeks ago when Banyana Banyana defeated Cameroon in the final to win the Kasafa Championship, defending their Kasafa title. She comes through that, and we have some youngsters who have recently come through that and are looking to repeat that, to better that, Banyana Banyana and Bafana Bafana one day. That's what we're talking about on the home straight tonight. And you heard the voice there of uh, Lyle Foster. Great news coming uh, earlier this afternoon. This man, we've spoken to him before. First identified him when he was maybe 14 or 15, playing for Orlando Pirates. They are juniors, banging in the goals, good physique, tall young man. And, well, recently promoted last season, um, at the beginning of last season, to Orlando Pirates' first team. And has been, they've been keeping an eye on him in Europe. And now the news has come that uh, the young striker has uh, been snapped up by Monaco in France. Wow. Can you believe it? Uh? 18 years old. He's gone to Monaco. He will join them during the January transfer window. The 18-year-old, we understand. And uh, the sky is the limit. This is what we want to see. Because uh, this Lyle Foster, come 2022, when Bafana Bafana qualify for the World Cup, should be there alongside Lebu Mutiba, who did well in France this weekend, alongside uh, Pesi Tau, who continues to impress in Belgium and hopefully will return to the EPL, alongside Keegan Dolly, who is playing in France after coming through Mamelodi Sundowns and the School of Excellence. And all these players have one very important thing in common excellent development being nurtured at grassroots level. That's what we're talking about tonight. So we're joined by the family of these youngsters were joined by in 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 particular the Gauteng Department of Sports Arts Culture and Recreation to share with us their involvement in this decade long tournament the Gauteng Future Champions and uh, how this model of success can be repeated hopefully around the province and around the country as we continue to unearth these uh, talented youngsters uh, with the help of Safa they've got it right with this one La Liga have come on board with this one. So it's a partnership, it's a team effort, and we want to know just how we can continue to do that. That's what's coming up on the home straight tonight. Remember to air your views, uh, 0860000959. You can hit us up on Twitter. It's at uh, Kaya FM Sport, and I'm at Musi Whited, M-O-S-I Whited, is where you can find us on Twitter. And let's keep the conversation going. Later on in the show, we'll tell you where all your golf money has gone to. Lots of people have uh, purchased four balls. We've encouraged you to be part of the b3 golf days well last week we went out to the guatema stimulation center where this money goes it's the center for disabled children and all the money that we always encouraging you to spend on your four balls your ten thousand, your twenty thousand. this is where it's gone and today we tell you uh, what that money has done through b3 uh, the work being done by and others that's what's coming up on the home straight tonight. It's a full house. They are very quiet, but they're enthusiastic and we'll get them to do a big Gauteng Future Champions cheer at the end of the show. Let's start uh, with our first guest because we have a myriad of them here tonight. Um, this man, 
who we spoke to before during that World Cup when we were lamenting Bafana Bafana, crying and said, hey, there's Kylian Mbappe. Where is South Africa's Kylian Mbappe? Bafana Bafana failed to qualify. We were disappointed. Yeah. And I was one of those disappointed people. Hey, Bafana, what is happening? And as we searched for possible solutions, uh, positive stories, uh, I was contacted by Tabang here who told us that there is a mini World Cup that was happening out here at Balfour. Unfortunately, that Friday, I wasn't able to attend because of our, we had a new World Cup show on. But it happened on a Friday out here at Balfour and they had a whole lot of under-10s that were participating in a mini World Cup. Tabang uh, Ramaboya of uh, the uh, Department of Sports, Arts, Culture and Recreation in Gauteng. He's a promotion officer for school sport and he joins us uh, here tonight. Tabang, thank you for talking to us. Thank you, Mr. Spudi. Tell us a little bit about uh, Gauteng's, uh, the Department of Sports, Art, Arts and Culture's involvement with the future champs. Mr. Msiburi, this is a successful story around the development of footballs, particularly in Gauteng. The involvement of the department in this is to ensure that it creates an enabling environment for our young ones. You have clearly mentioned our youth that is doing well around the world, but it's still not enough. We need more in order to become the contenders and also the qualifiers to these major World Cups that are happening or major events. Our, our role as a Gauteng uh, Department of Sports, Art, Culture and Recreation is to create an enabling environment for our young ones so that they can become our, our future, mm. so that we can become also one of the biggest contenders in the world. Mm. We're working very closely with uh, uh, key role st- uh, stakeholders, which is your Gauteng Department of Education, yes. uh, SAFA, our South African Football Association, and together we managed to able to put this uh, nice package, which is called the Gauteng Future Champions, with, with the leadership role provided by Global International Sport. And we're very much uh, thankful to the La Liga team, which came on board, and hence is why we are here today to talk about the wonderful journey that we had uh, in Spain throughout the week, whereby we have seen the, the nice facilities, the nice atmosphere of football that is happening abroad. The question is how best can we able to implement yes. that, uh, What can we learn from that experience? Now, maybe let's just go back a step, because uh, um, some people, when they watch uh, this Gauteng uh, Future Champions Tournament, Maybe they go to the Nike training center every year or maybe they watch it on Supersport. Sometimes they don't know that there are actually schools that have been involved in the pre-qualification. And once in a blue moon, you might get a school qualifying for the final tournament, which is the one that happens at Nike. But before that, sometimes I remember going to Reja Park and Boxburg and other places where these schools will play and some of the Safa regions, Bosi Dibeng, which had a good team a couple of years ago, will play and uh, pre-qualify and then they will go up against the academies that we are used to, Vets, uh, Mamludi Sundowns, Orlando Pirates, etc. Tell us about some of the schools in particular because I think those are the important ones. The kids that are in the academies, like we've just uh, given the example of Lyle Foster, they are in um, a good system at Supersport United, they are in a good system, but sometimes what we fear is that the, our, our kids that are in school uh, football might not be getting the same opportunity. So tell us about some of the schools that sometimes participate and how they participate in the Gauteng uh, Future Champions. True, uh, Mr. Msiburi. In Gauteng, we have uh, 15 educational districts. In this educational district, uh, we promote school leagues. 
through the school leaks that are taking place, which got their own challenges, to be quite honest, that uh, they play the leaks throughout each and every district will able to ensure that they have at least a winner uh, that will represent a district. Therefore, uh, come January or February, when we start with the Houghton Future Champion, which is, will start with the first element, which is called the Houghton Schools Cup. Yes. Whereby we see 15 schools coming together from Houghton, and the hosting district get the advantage to be the 16th one so that at least it becomes a nice 16 tournament flow. Therefore, they, then it leads to the second element, which we call it the Houghton Cup, where it involves the Houghton Academies. But just so, 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 so just to interrupt you there, yes. the, 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 the Houghton schools, the winners of, the, of, of that go into the Houghton Cup. Yes. Okay. And how many? How many? Now, now we provide, it's only, we provide four slots at yes. the Houghton uh, Cup which the schools will qualify the semi-finalists will automatically go there so obviously we it's not just we don't pick schools we try our level best that our leagues become uh, active although with their own challenges but we try our level best to ensure that those four schools do get the spot to call to 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 compete with yes. their academies so those four schools then go into the Gauteng Cup and the Gauteng Cup you have the academies you have the Safa regions and you have all those teams now playing for the four South African positions at the Gauteng Future Champions tournament that will be the second leg of the Gauteng Future Champions uh, program which is your Gauteng Cup where it includes the schools it includes the academies it includes the Safa regions obviously in Gauteng we have five Safa regions though each Region will provide a selected team. Then the academies, it will become your Kaiser Chiefs, your Sundowns, your Houghton PSL teams, basically. Mm-hmm. And then, then the four schools, then it get automatically rounds off to your 16 teams also. Then we are looking for the four teams that will become, I could say mainly, qualified to the third leg of the of the, this project, which is your international, Houghton International. Exactly. Leg. Exactly. So that's the process with people asking. Uh, and this is an un- under-17 tournament. So essentially, the, 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 the schools that, that will participate the year before and do well in the league to enter that competition in the beginning of the following year. So there is a path. Now, now as we continue this conversation with uh, Tawang Ramaboya, he is a promotion officer at the, of school sports, in particular at the Department of Sports, Arts, Culture and Recreation in Gauteng. What we would like to know is then, what have we learned from this trip to Spain, thanks to the partnership between Safa La Liga? What have we learned as a Gauteng department uh, about how we mix school and football, if anything? Look, I can take, it might be unfair to make this comparison between your Spain and South Africa because of definitely these are two countries. In two. And we understand different f- uh, challenges financially, globally, yes. yes. But if I can take a nice example, which is how we saw at La Messi uh, Academy, which is the Barcelona Academy. There you have a simple, a simple fruitful model whereby they have their own school. Uh, within the academy. Therefore, they dictate terms what time the school starts and what time the schools finish and what time we're able to train. But the, the, the very most important thing is that 
these two elements you cannot separate, which is your sport and education. It's definitely unseparable because of if their 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 athletes do not make it successfully into the professional level of sport, therefore they got a fall a fallen leg, which is your education, mm. whereby they can become their own doctors, teachers, and so forth. But the good thing is that there is uh, the employment within their the academy is there for them. Therefore, the academy becomes a beneficiary of their own success throughout that. Therefore, that becomes a very uh, mo- a most important model that we can able to adopt as South Africans. We know the infrastructure is... Well, similar. Tabang, the good news is something like that already exists. Similar, Nyana, in South Africa, is School of Excellence. Safa Transnet School of Excellence has been through tough times. But what we need, possibly, and this is just me thinking, is that we need more. School of Excellence in Gauteng. Can we have five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten in in Gauteng? Because the the the, the proof is there. Stephen Pinar, probably one of the most successful exports. School of Excellence. Keegan Dolly now. School of Excellence. Dane Clay. School of Excellence. We'll go on. Pagamani Matlambi. Recently in Egypt. School of Excellence. So li- luckily there is a model. And what you're talking about, I think IX Cape Town have started this year and building a school at Ikamva, which will do something similar to that. So. Hopefully, what you've learned and what already exists, I see something coming in future. But but I guess, ultimately, from the Department of Sports, Arts, Culture and Recreation, when you talk about an enabling environment, it, 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 it demands resources financially. And uh, why have you stuck with this future champions for 10 years? Because we see things starting, finishing, being abandoned halfway. And yet this one has continued for a decade. Why? Look, Gauteng is an economical hub of Africa. We must find ways and means to ensure that we do sell Gauteng to the rest of the world. And the best way to do it as a sports department is through sport. And hence is why we managed to stick with this project because of it gives us an, an international exposure. Because the international teams come here. They come here, we go that side, we do an exchange program, we meet, we make friends. And so fortunately, we hope that that network we are trying to build, it can benefit us one way or another. May not be through sport, may be through economical elements, skills exchange, and so forth. So therefore, sticking with this program, it does have a definite most the spin-offs that we can able to go back to and look into that how best we can able to do it i mean also those players who come here through the future champion international league when they come to soweto they see a different environment their parents their sisters whoever they want to come Mm. back to south africa and tourism becomes a beneficiary out of that so therefore it might not be a sport as per se but for holistic yeah holistically it becomes a a, 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 um, an environment that boosts housing and who benefits the most becomes the housing residence people but ultimately south africa becomes in a better position to able to showcase case there were their skill off and on the field throughout this project i could not have said it better uh tabang ramaboya thank you so much for talking to us he's the sports promotion officer of school sport at the department of sports arts culture and recreation in gauteng when we come back from the break now we hear from some of these youngsters who were in spain they can tell us they will tell us honestly under 17s in spain what are they doing at barcelona are we close 
How close are we? What do we need to do? They will tell you. Do they think they can go to Barcelona? Will they be playing for Atletico Madrid? They will tell us soon as they smile at me and their parents smile at me. But before them, let's hear from their parents. Lots of parents have to make sacrifices, especially when you've got a child who's talented in sport. They will tell you that there's a trip to Deben. And they will tell you that uh, there's a trip to Brazil they've been selected. Please, can you pop out the money now? So let's hear from the parents about uh, what it takes and this journey that they've traveled with their kids. It's 20 past 8 on Kai FM 95.9. You're tuned into the home straight talking football development in particular. We're talking the Gauteng future champions, future talent search. We've got the youngsters and their parents in studio. We'll hear from them in a bit. KFM 95.9, back in a jiffy. We continue our discussion uh, on uh, football development. Remember, you can weigh in 086-00-959. Perhaps uh, you have been inspired by this Gauteng uh, future uh, champions tournament. Uh, certainly it has, as I've been following it over the years. It's one of the successful tournaments when we spoke about the World Cup and everything that was happening in the build-up to the World Cup. This being a World Cup legacy program, we had imagined thousands of these Let's be grateful that one still exists and is going so well, but uh, let's have more. And uh, if you have any experiences uh, in particular that uh, could resonate with what's happening in the province with this successful tournament, maybe you are involved in a tournament where you are living and there are certain challenges, well, give us a call on 0860-00959. We can't solve all the problems, but maybe let's talk and let's share ideas and we could learn from one another. People from the Gauteng department are here. They're open and they're listening. They're they're not going to solve your problems and send you the money that you need now, but... uh, Maybe they'll take it into a meeting and it'll form some of their planning for years to come. So give us a call on 86 Now then, we have the parents of these youngsters. They are nervous. I told them not to be nervous. There's nothing to be nervous about. Nervous. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all the mothers that are speaking first. The fathers just sat there and said, no, you go first. Um, so the mothers are talking to us. And these are the mothers of... Um, the shall I call them three or four because two are twins, um, uh, kids that went to Spain to be part of this uh, uh, talent search. And I think let's start with the uh, ladies first. We'll start with um, um, Zara Wilkinson's mother because during that uh, Gauteng uh, uh, Future Champions International tournament, there was a talent search happening alongside and they got the players to do all sorts of things. They got them to do speed tests, uh, dribble the ball through cones, all sorts of things. And the one person who was by far um, above them, because when we talk about football development, we always lament the fact that it seems as though the quality of football we're producing in South Africa is no longer able to control the ball in the way that we used to be able to. Well, this young lady, Zara Wilkinson, was unbelievable. Teka, teka, tiski, dribbling the balls, and she has acquired this ball control. And of course, the parent is here to support her. So, Jill Hearn, thank you for, for talking to us. Thank you for having me. Most parents, um, um, especially mothers, it's, it's it's strange. The fathers always say, yes, they encourage the daughters to play football. But the mothers are the ones who are a little bit, my daughter's playing soccer. Um, why did you encourage her to, to, to play soccer? Well, I'm going to be very honest. Um, when Zara came up to Johannesburg uh, five years ago, I actually said to Zara, don't you want to go do hip hop or ballet? <laughs> and then Zara was like, no, I want to go play soccer. The next night, I took her to a soccer club, and basically, this is our life now. So, here she is. 
soccer star. Is that the same Discovery Soccer Club where she, she she's playing? Um, no, that was the Albion Football Club. She's okay. now playing for the UJ Academy. Oh, for UJ Academy. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, and, and that was, and, and the rest is history. Absolutely. And um, wh- what, what have you seen through, through um, her playing soccer? Um, what have you learned as a parent? What are some of the challenges you've been through? Well, um, what I can say that I learned from Zari is, is that, um, you know, the, the way she just balances things in terms of her schoolwork and then also her football commitment, it's phenomenal. And, and, and yeah, you're also learning a lot from, uh, fr- about football. Yes. Now you know a lot more. Yes, I I know what a free kick is. So it's a good thing. <laughs> You've yeah. learned what offside is now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's talk to Butle Maposa. Uh, Butle, you are the mother of uh, uh, of uh, Nkanyise and Nkanyiso. Nkanyesi and Nkanyiso. Oh, Nkanyesi. Oh, Nkanyesi as in a star. Mm. Nkanyesi and uh, And, um, oh man, I remember that day. Yeah, I was also in tears as they were selecting these boys and, and they were almost identical in everything. They're identical twins <laughs> and uh, they, they chose the one and they didn't choose the other. And uh, the man broke down in tears and I could understand. They both, in fact, were teary because now the brother's like, how can I go without my brother? And the brother's like, how can he go without me? Thankfully, and we must thank La Liga for this, uh, the president, Mr. Baradas, for making sure that they went together. But um, what has it been like being a parent of two football mad boys? <laughs> it's a wonderful experience, I would say. Uh, for someone who's clueless about soccer, I'm so proud that my boys have taught me soccer. And today I'm very thankful and grateful to the future champions for selecting them to go to Spain to develop them further so that they can play mm-hmm. for the next Barcelona, I wouldn't say mm-hmm. South Africa, but... Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Bafana, they must play for Bafana. We don't want to hear you emigrating to Spain. Um, but, but also for you, importantly, because I remember speaking to them on that day, um, your husband, Dada um, Timothy, he was coaching them when they were coming up. Um, and... So that obviously influences the family. If the father and the boys are gone, the football ground, every Saturday, Sunday, um, how was that for the family? We were there for each other. Support is very important because we had to balance it one way or the other. When daddy takes them, maybe mommy will fetch them. Or mommy takes them and then daddy will fetch them. So we alternated. But the late nights were also a challenge because we come from work, we have to take them for practice and all mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. and, and, and talk to us, um, 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 Alia, about, uh, about young uh, Suhail. Uh, Suhail also was there alongside uh, uh, the three other youngsters in Spain. Talk to us a little bit about, um, uh, about some of the, the challenges of, of raising a young person who sees themselves playing for Barcelona or for Real Madrid or for Manchester United or for Kaiser Chiefs or for Bafana Bafana one day. And when you try to tell them about their school books, they're like, no, thank you. Me, I'm going to be playing there, so I don't need this. How do you get them to balance the books and, and everything? Well, I think firstly, what stands out for me is that soccer is not a long-term career. So you need your education because you need something to fall back on. You're not always going to be the he or the she star in the soccer field. You know, you, you need your education. You, you need something to fall back on. 
And let's just say most people wait their entire lives to meet their famous soccer stars. We had the opportunity of raising ours. Hey, what more can I say? Yes. <laughs> what more can I say? <laughs> uh, lovely. And, and, and for all three of the mums here, starting with you, uh, Alia Musa, you're the mother of Suhail. Um, what can you say to other parents? Because I have met a lot of other parents who are sometimes burdened by these challenges, as you say, late nights, driving the kids up and down, weekends. Sometimes it gets very expensive, especially once they get selected for provincial teams or they must go overseas and so on and so forth. And you think, how am I going to do all of this? It's getting very difficult. A word of encouragement for other parents. What can you say to them? I think most importantly, finding a balance. Yes, it's not easy, but no one else is going to cheer your son or your daughter you know the way you're going to do it. No one's going to believe in them other than yourself. And believe it or not, those kids look forward to you being there. It's not easy. I've got two. One plays on a Saturday, one plays on a Sunday. That's Sometimes the whole weekend we, gone. Whole huh? weekend gone. Don't speak about practice sessions. Tuesday to Friday, we're on a soccer field. But if you look at what society, you know, the scourge of drug abuse and substance abuse, would you rather have your kid lost out there or being there to support them and guiding them all the way. For me, that's what sets us apart. We're more fortunate than what our parents were. Mm-hmm. We have more facilities. We, we have better opportunities. Mm-hmm. Most of us had family members, I had, that were selected to play, but due to financial constraints, they fell along the side. And for as long as there's blood in my veins and my heart is pumping, I believe that we need to support our kids. Mm. You, you're their number one supporter. If you're not going to do it, no one else is going to do it. Oh. You need to be there. That is beautifully the said. That is beautifully said. Mm. And, I've, and both the mums were mumming mm, through <laughs> this. She took so. all the words away from us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you, you clearly agree, uh, Joe. No, yeah. totally. Totally. Yeah. totally. Yeah. yeah. So, parents, lovely. Keep it up. Keep on supporting them because uh, the more difficult part is still to come when they are waiting for that professional contract and it takes mm-hmm. forever to come and they come to cry on your shoulder every day that, what? they're not giving me my offer so thank you so much for joining us in studio and more importantly thank you for supporting these youngsters and um let's uh, hope for bigger and better in the near future thank you thank you inshallah exactly if god is willing now we'll talk to some of these youngsters but before we do let me take you back to when it first happened there at the nike training center in pimville Bitvest Vitz won the tournament on that, uh, I beg your pardon, finished uh, in the finals. They lost in the finals that day uh, against the, the Belgians. But uh, they produced an, a marvelous performance. And it was this young goalkeeper, Akani, uh, a tall young man who saved a penalty as uh, Dylan Shepard and Bitvest Vitz uh, went through to the semifinals. Let's take you back to that day. And after that, we'll hear from the youngsters themselves. The Home Straight on Kaya FM 95.9. The 10th annual Future Champions Gauteng International Under-17 tournament ended on Saturday with Bidvest Wits finishing as the highest-placed South African team. Wits beat Russian outfit FC Spartak 
5-3 on penalties after the teams had played to a 2-2 draw to claim the bronze medal and the hero for the young students at the Nike Training Center in Pimville, Soweto was 16-year-old Akani Miyambu who saved a penalty during the shootout. Miyambu only made the decision to become a goalkeeper after meeting and being inspired by legendary Spanish keeper Ica Casillas when as an 8-year-old he was chosen to be part of the McDonald's player escort program during the 2010 FIFA World Cup. Hey, I feel good. It's confidence. Um, we deserve it as we're representing the country. So um, the adrenaline and everything is still trying to settle in. But yeah, very happy with the result. And, and you must be happy to win a penalty shootout because you lost one earlier. Yes, the last. Um, we, we, we went home and paid attention to what we did wrong in the past penalty shootout. We told the boys, score the confidence, I'll give you one. And that's the kind of belief we have in the team. Yeah. And where did you start being a keeper? I uh, started being a keeper at the age of eight years old. Yes. So you've always been a keeper? I've always been a keeper. I started as a keeper. It's my passion, my yeah, my goal. Favorite keeper in the world? Um, <laughs> Ike Casillas. I actually met Ike Casillas. That's how I became a goalkeeper oh. during the 2010 World Cup. Oh, yeah. Where, yes. where did you meet him? Um, I was an escort for McDonald's. So I was representing. And then he decided, okay, no, your height, whatever, whatever, you should be a goalkeeper. The tournament was won by Belgian side club Bruges, who thrashed Ado Den Haag of the Netherlands 4-0 in the final. Tournament director Ray Whelan says the success of the 2018 edition of the future champions Gauteng International Under-17 tournament is that it's keeping the legacy of the 2010 FIFA World Cup alive. So what we're trying to do is each year we try and improve a little bit, try and broaden the base a little bit. Uh, so it's a great mix for international football but none of it could happen without um, the Department of Sports, Arts, Culture and Recreation. Now there are not many legacy projects of the 2010 World Cup which are still going and we're proud to say that uh, we're contracted for next year. Hats off to all those that have continued to deliver excellence through the future champions Gauteng International Under-17 tournament for the last decade, helping to unearth our stars of the future. Here's to another 10 years. Lindy Sarame, Kaya FM Sport. The Home Straight with Musibudi, Monday, 8 to 9 p.m. Kaya FM, 95.9. A heartwarming story and thank you to Lindy Sirame for putting that one together. That was way back then in April when uh, the, uh, at the end of March, I beg your pardon, when the Gauteng uh, Future Champions International Tournament took place uh, out at the Nike Training Center in Pimville. Alongside that under-17 tournament, which we watched, was, of course, the Talent Search Program, which unearthed uh, these four youngsters who will tell us where they come from and how they enjoyed their trip to Spain. They are in the best position to tell us just how far or close we are from producing our own Lionel Messi. Mudimwa Bolo. Right. So let's uh, start with um, um, Suhail. Uh, Suhail Musa seated on my left here. Suhail, um, thanks for talking to us. How old are you, my man? I'm 17. Now, what school do you go to? Alaksa High School. And when did you start playing football? At the age of six. At age of six? Yes. Where? At Lesko Football Club. Oh, so you started playing at a football club? Yes. And uh, your, 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 your dad was taking you there and he loved football? Both my parents, actually. Uh-huh. And, um, I mean, w- w- what have you... you oh, you've obviously been playing football since six, so you've been playing for a long time. Uh, what was your most memorable moment playing football? And there was quite a few, though, but the most memorable moment was when I was when I got chosen to play for the Lanesia Soccer Academy. Okay. And and why? Why why was that like a big because thing for you? 
the first trials I attended, there was over 100 players, and I was a fortunate few who made it through to the next round. How many, how many do you remember made it through to the next round? About 35, 36 of us. Uh-huh. And from there, the final trial was done, and I made it to the first team. And then how many in the first team? 20. Out of over 100? Over 100, yes. So then that day you felt like, yes. Yes. What position do you play? I play as a right winger. As a right winger? Down the flank with pace, dribbling people, putting the cross in? Yes, definitely. Okay. And what was the trip to Spain like? It was phenomenal. Once in a lifetime experience. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot from there. Yeah. The level of football is quite higher compared to our level. And it, I've seen that South Africa is not the end for some of us. If we put in our effort and continue to work, we should be able to compare ourselves with those yes. players overseas. So you say you've learned a lot. What's the one thing that you learned that you're going to do, like now, when you go to training tomorrow, that you're going to do? Well, first of all, in our country, time is not in anyone's side because normally everyone's late for training. Yay! Even in the PSL, I'll tell you, one, my friend. People come, they say training starts at 9, you get there, are oh, you waiting? Training starts one at One thing 10. I've learned from overseas was that if they say training's at 3, everyone's there 5 to 3. And everyone's committed. And even their facilities, looking at their facilities motivates a person to want to play. Yeah, okay, good. So that's the first thing. So tomorrow, you're never going to be late for training again? No, never again. You're saying it on radio, eh? We've got this clip. <laughs> if you are late one day when you play in the PSL for Bafana or when you play for Barcelona, we've got this. No problem. Good. Thank you, Suhail Musa, a man who will never be late for training again. Okay, now we've got the twins here. Um, we've got the twins because I'm going to call them the twins because there is someone on the line and I'll ask all of you to put your, your headphones on, uh, especially Nkanyezi and Nkanyiso. Uh, to put your headphones on because someone is calling us here on 086-00959 from uh, Protea Glen. Hi, Ellen. Uh, evening, everyone at the studio. How are you? Well, well, and you? I'm okay, thank you. We are speaking to Ellen. It's Gabby's mother. Nganyezo and Nganyezo are my favorite because they were with Gabby at primary. Mm. And she's a girl and she's still playing soccer. I'm proud of the boys. I'm proud of the twins. They must just hang there because already the doors is open for them. They mm. must represent South Africa. I'm very proud. Uh-huh. Beautiful. So, so you, do you know, do you remember Kiabetwe? Yeah, 100%. Uh, okay, just come a little bit closer. So you remember uh, Kiabetwe? Yeah, I do. And you guys were in school together? Yeah. And she's a girl playing football? Yeah, quite, quite good. She, and, she's incredible. And you inc- encourage her to play? 100%. I, I think she's brilliant, so she should go on with it. Okay, beautiful. Beautiful. Now, are you Nkanyezi or Nkanyiso? Nkanyezi. Okay, I must remember. Uh, it's uncanny. Guys, it's uncanny. If you're here in studio with me, we're going to tweet a photo. They are absolutely identical. Uh, it's just like Leborang uh, Palula uh, and Lebu Palula. I still struggle to tell them apart to this day, and I run with them on a frequent basis. They play jokes on me. Anyway, um, so... Tell us about that day on being selected at the Nike Training Center and how things went. Uh, um, like what you had to do, the different drills in order to be selected. Well, the the drills were um, they were basic, but obviously you have to master the basics, and it's, it's something we find very difficult. So uh, there was a passing drill, there was also a dribbling drill. You just basically had to express yourself. Uh, that's what Ray Whelan told me the first time. He said you have to express yourself. So. Um, the dribbling drills were pretty simple. Just had to dribble a couple of markers and then run and come back. Mm-hmm. And the passing drills, you had to do it at pace, but also with accuracy because there were cones on either side of you. So like 
four sets and you had to get it through the cone but you also had to do it at pace so all these were like game situations mm -hmm. and that's what made it difficult was a game situation so if you didn't treat it like that basically it was well that much more difficult so yeah the drills that day were um, they were challenging but and, though, and yeah. how did you feel when when your name was called well, it wasn't mine it was oh brother's. it was your brother's name yeah, yeah see, see. So. yes see i'm mix, mixing them up again <laughs> um but um and i remember because you guys were almost identical in everything in in absolutely everything and it was just at the end when they had to make the decision and when when your brother's name was called they they said that ray and them said that well this one is was very difficult to split the two um but your brother's name was called and and you were absolutely uh gutted but uh you went to spain and uh, what did you learn in spain no, I, I learned a lot. The, the football knowledge is, is incredible and the passion they have for it is, is brilliant. At one o'clock in the morning, people are literally still playing soccer. It's, it's unbelievable. Um, so basically, as a footballer, there's just so many things that sharpen me. Uh, my awareness, my trapping. And they do basic, simple things, like really, really simple things that we don't even pay so much attention to. For example? For example, they ask you which part of the foot is supposed to trap the ball. It's, it's a basically simple thing you can even point it out mm -hmm. but how often do we do it because it's a simple thing mm -hmm. but for them they know it and they practice it they just put it into practice basically that's the one different thing they do they literally apply every single basic of football and, and practice it over and, and over, over and over. over and over again like a 90 minute session can go in a Chevy but they've done everything literally mm -hmm. every single drill you can imagine and they, they sharpen you in every possible way. Mm. Let's talk to your brother here. Um, what was it like for you on that day? Nganyeso. Uh, here we go. I finally got it. Okay. Uh, he says, ah, he doesn't think I got it. Okay. What is it like for you on that day? Because in order for you to be selected for this future search, which is one thing we're always talking about here, we've been talking about on the home straight, is that you needed to be at a certain level of training. That applies to all four of you. It means that before you didn't just come from the street playing football as was the case when we were growing up you were playing at an academy or you were playing in a team so what how, what did you learn in your team that helped you when you came to this future uh, future uh, champions talent search competition i learned a lot from my coaches um when when you're with your coaches they oh, and which team is this I learned at Laneja Soccer Academy, we were with Suhail, mm -hmm. we all got selected at the same time. Mm -hmm. So so clearly something is going right there. So what are you doing in training there? In training, the, as Suhail said, um, time is an issue, but we're fixing that. <laughs> but when it comes to the football, the coaches are very, they, they're strict on that. And the coach we had, Coach Nizam, he was very strict with us when it came to training. Um, him and Coach uh, Rashid Tanka who were with us. They trained us physically a lot. And they, they basically were teaching us the basics of, of, of football, how to trap, where to trap, how to pass the ball. So when I got there, um, I was nervous. I was nervous of the magnitude of what was happening. I was not nervous because I could not play football because all my coaches worked on that with me. Mm. So I was confident that something could happen. Beautiful. Zara, um, you, for me, you amazed me with your um, wonderful ball control. And uh, I understand when you guys were in Spain, you watched footy volleyball. What? what? Uh, foot volley. Foot yeah. volley, which is basically the volleyball with the feet that they yeah. play in Brazil, eh? Yes, yes. On the beach. On Did the you play? Beaches. Did you join yes, in? Yes, I did. I and? Did. 
it was a good experience. It was actually a lot more difficult than what I thought it would be. Uh-huh. But uh, they taught us the techniques. We did a few drills on uh, how to do it, how to chest, how to... Uh, scissors kick, yeah, yeah, scissors spike. Kick, yes, everything was on there. So, But it was a really good experience to actually get to play the sport. Where did you start playing? Because your mom says when you came up to Joburg, so you were somewhere else when you started. Uh, no, I'm originally from Cape Town. Uh-huh. Uh, where in Cape Town? Uh, Durban Bowl. No, but I mean, where did you start playing oh, in Cape Town? Oh, I didn't Town? play in Cape Town at all. Oh, like, nothing? I would, no, I would just play with my friends like at school and whatever. Uh-huh. Then I moved up to Joburg. She gave me the option of um, hip-hop or ballet and I said no. And I decided to play football at uh, Florida Albion. Mm. And then from there, I pay, played there for about three years. And then um, I went for a trial at the UJ Academy where I got selected to play for the second team. Mm-hmm. And of course, from UJ, Banyana Banyana is next because mm-hmm. we know the likes of uh, Amanda Lamini and others have played for that uh, UJ team. But, but what makes you so good in terms of your ball control, your ability to juggle and all of that? Do you spend a lot of time on your own just playing yes. with the ball? I do spend a lot of time at home. There's times where I'm walking around the house and I'm just playing with the ball and whatever. And also a lot of that came from my coach, Mukwena at uh, UJ when I first started there. He basically uh, we would teach us like the basics of football, and he would just do that over and over with us. And from there, I got the, you know, the ability to to control the ball, mm. so better. So yeah. exactly, which is the most important thing. It, there's nothing more painful than watching a professional footballer <laughs> not able to trap the ball. Okay, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Last one. I'm just going to ask you all one question. You can answer me in a nutshell. Where are you going to be in ten years' time when we interview you? God willingly, by then I should have signed a professional soccer contract with one of the overseas clubs, representing my country in a World Cup and also being a role model to future youngsters. Beautiful. Yeah, um, I share sentiments. Obviously, being a professional is the most important thing, but uh, of um, representing my country, that will be a dream come true. I want to do something special for my country. And yeah, being a professional and representing my country. Bafana, Bafana, we've got two. Abroad, hopefully. Abroad. Okay, abroad hopefully. Which team? Which team? Name a team. Barcelona. Barcelona. No doubt. Because you've been there now. Not only because you used to follow them, but now that you've been there and been to that Barcelona museum. When you see it, you realize that, no, this is where I want to be. Okay. Um, unfortunately, um, going the opposite side, I've seen the museum, but I think Real Madrid's museum has many more trophies. The twins disagree. Okay, yeah. So, on to, um, my ultimate dream would be to play for my national team at the World Cup. Um, I watch my peers, your Liam Jordans, your Percy Taos, they're playing for the national team. And when you look at them, you're like, wow, so much hard work, so much dedication. So, I want to do that. And hopefully, sign a professional contract for a team abroad Real Madrid um, preferably because that's the team I've supported ever since I was a kid and just be a role model to future youngsters coming in behind me and um, be able to play football the best way I can for my family and um, the supporters uh-huh. and then Zara your your dream is a little bit closer because uh, apparently Banyana Banyana have already been looking at you so uh, what's your dream? Well first of all my dream is to finish my tertiary education just if anything does go wrong, which I'm praying it doesn't. Um, and then also a dream right now is to make the national team. That is something I want to do. And then um, also being exposed to uh, the European football, I'd love to sign a contract overseas and uh, get to play European football. Yeah, 
because there still is no professional league here in, in South Africa for women. So we wait. Hopefully it'll happen soon. We've heard a lot of promises. But Asikolapo, this where we end this interview today. What a fantastic uh, bunch of youngsters. Parents and, of course, uh, the Department of Gauteng. Let's also thank Ray Whelan and Global Sport uh, for putting this one together. And we look forward to many more a year. Another decade of the Gauteng Future Champions International Tournament. Can we have a big cheer from the parents? And we, what we did when we took the photo, which is up on Twitter, at Kai FM Sport, I'll have a one, two, three, and a Gauteng Future internationals uh, rather Gauteng future champions yes that's what we said right and mm-hmm. so don't shout into the mic move a little bit backwards <laughs> all right okay one two three Gauteng future, future champs Gauteng future champs yeah thank you so much for joining stay tuned 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 stay